Hey, welcome to Dad's Opinions. This is Kevin Dunn, and I will be your dad for the next 10 to 15 minutes, giving you my awe-inspiring and unfiltered opinion on a myriad of topics. And I hope that the things that we discuss today, you'll be able to find um, intriguing, uh, hopefully important, and hopefully will cause conversations that will incite change, because that's what the podcast is all about, changing things for the better. And uh, I hope that uh, if you have any comments or questions, that you'll email me at mydadsopinions at gmail.com. And I'd sure appreciate hearing from you. There's so many uh, things that we discuss on these podcasts that... uh, touch somebody's heart in one way or another, and I appreciate that. Um, It makes me feel good for doing the podcast and gives me um, some hope that we're doing some good here. So with that, I'd like to jump right into the topic today, which is something you're hearing in the media a lot. And I hate it when you hear stuff in uh, the news and on talk shows and everything that is misused. And that term uh, is quid pro quo. And quid pro quo on its basics, uh, most basic level, it just, it's Latin for this, for that. It just means this, for that, something for something else. And it originally uh, was used way back as far as like the 1600s, and it was used by apothecaries, um, pharmacists is what we call those today. And it was where they would uh, substitute one drug for another. And... um, where they would use something instead of something else. And uh, that's the genesis of quid pro quo. And it was adopted somewhere along the line, and I don't know where, and I don't really care, um, to apply to um, government, to politicians, to contracts, uh, and it was given a negative connotation where you're doing something that's nefarious. Well, if you understand what a contract is, a contract is something where consider, consideration is given for consideration, where meaning something of value is given in exchange for something of value. Now, usually it's money, but it could be you know property for property or time for time, whatever, or you know um, I don't know intellectual property for money or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, a contract is where something is given for equal or greater consideration. Um, A contract allows for profit. Well, quid pro quo, the way it's being used in our political system today, um, is used for something totally negative where you're asking for a favor or something else for personal gain. Well, if you're doing anything and you're gaining, we start putting these terms on it, personal gain. Well, what is non-personal gain? What is a, something where something is done and there's no gain? There's always going to be a give and take in any kind of transaction. And that's what I find uh, disheartening about this use of the term quid pro quo, especially when we're talking about it um, in the uh, impeachment of our president um, or potential impre- impeachment of our president. And uh, it could apply to not just the president, it could, it could apply to our senators, our representatives, our governors, our mayors, it could apply to any kind of uh, political officer in anything that they're doing, depending on how you want to spin it. And the one thing that I find interesting is the term quid pro quo has no force of law. Uh, Bribery does, where you're paying somebody off, but bribery is way different than quid pro quo. And 
the media seems to love using these terms out of context, and there's a specific reason that quid pro quo is used instead of the term bribery. And they're very careful about this, because bribery has very specific requirements to be considered bribery, where you pay somebody for something else. Quid pro quo is more nuance, and it's one of the reasons that, as I've been watching um, the various different uh, things in the news and watching the trial of President Trump and listening to the way things are placed, they're placed with non-specifics. I hate the articles of impeachment that came out of the House. If President Trump had done something very specifically wrong, they should have named very specifically what he did that was wrong. When it's nuance, when it's uh, an interpretation, um, I don't like that because it leaves open too many um, ways to spin something to fit your narrative, to fit the thing that you uh, are trying to accomplish. And that's what I don't like about the un, uh, I don't know, the dishonesty of our political systems right now. You know, on the surface, um, Democrats and Republicans are supposed to look at things differently. And I'm going to do a podcast on that here pretty soon that's going to talk about the differences between Republicans and Democrats. And it does not have to do with their belief system in uh, whether they're pro-abortion or pro-death penalty or anti-death penalty or anti-abortion or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. It's on the surface, how they were created and what their initial thought processes were for their political parties not only in the beginning, but now, how they're laid out. They're supposed to be at odds with each other. And so I understand, to a certain extent, the push to, to move things or to move the needle in a particular direction. But I don't like it when it's out and out lying. And this, lately, the way it's been used, the term quid pro quo, and the way it's been having to be defended, the term quid pro quo, has been wrong. And um, I wish that we could be more honest in our dealings with our fellow men when it comes to politics. But politics has become so polarized. In other words, that's another term that gets misused. Polarizing just means you're at the opposite ends of the spectrum, just like the North Pole and the South Pole. They're the opposite ends of the earth. When something's polarized, you're at opposite ends of the argument, completely at the opposite ends of the argument. And that's where we're at with so many of these things that we discuss in our uh, world today, not just in our politics, but in a lot of different things. We're at opposite ends. And we fail to look at the details because the details are what usually matter. You know the old phrase, the devil's in the details. Well, if we start looking at the details, we have to have an intelligent conversation. If we're going to have an intelligent conversation, well, that eliminates the idea of any kind of protests or any kind of off-the-cuff opinions. We have to actually have facts. And in this case, when we're talking about quid pro quo, there aren't any facts. And... The things that are at least being presented to the public are anything but factual. And so if we have things that are factual and we're going to have interpretations of the law, then we have to do it if we're going to do it publicly. We're going to have to do a better job of doing that. And our politicians are going to have to do a better job of convincing us of what's right and what's wrong. Because right now... It just seems like there's a lack of information rather than an abundance of information. And our politicians were not elected to give us a lack of information. They were, they were put in place to 
give us an abundance of information so that we as the people who are supposed to be the ones that are governing this republic can make better decisions on who we put into office, laws that we pass. That's another thing that I don't like when we're talking about this for that. What about our votes for what we're getting? You know, I live in Washington state and we voted down some taxes and our politicians went right around that and went to court and challenged it. I'm like, well, why? I thought it was a government of the people, by the people, for the people. Well, that's the reason for voting. Otherwise, we have complete chaos. Are we gonna, you know, that they were so worried about having a monarchy and uh, George Washington being um, offered to be the king of America turned it down, wisely turned it down. Because he wanted to have a democracy. He wanted to have the people have a vote, have a say. And that has been lost in way too many of the things that we're doing today in our political system. And, you know, God bless that we have some very intelligent, smart people that are in our political system that fight this. And they need to continue fighting it. And we need to continue supporting them. But the only way we can continue supporting them is if we're doing our own investigation, our own check and balance of what we know and understand. I wish I understood every single nuance about quid pro quo. I don't. I wish I understood every nuance about bribery, but I don't. What I do know is that I don't like dishonesty. I don't like the dishonesty of the uh, political system, the way it's being used, the media, the way they're spinning things, because it's all dishonest at this point. And when I say all, I mean all, because most of the uh, media outlets and politicians that we're, we're hearing from are not giving us a full picture. And even the ones that I, that I support, we're not getting a full picture. And I don't like that because getting a full picture would take time. It would take uh, detailed explanation. And I'm not an attorney. You know, most of these guys are attorneys or business people or very intelligent people, and they're supposed to be smarter than us. But on the surface... What we really want to have is something that we can understand, grab hold of, and make an intelligent vote on when our elections come up and when our different um, things on our ballot are put before us that we get the information so we can make an intelligent decision. And I would hope that that would be um, at least in some way a conversation starter from this podcast that we can take the idea of misuse of quid pro quo, the misunderstanding of where it came from, and the uh, application of it as it pertains to contracts, to statements, to criminal activity, and use it properly rather than as a talking point. So with that, you know, I went and as I was preparing this podcast, I was looking for good quotes on quid pro quo. What I found was there aren't any. I tried to find other stories that were interesting about quid pro quo. I couldn't find any. And I think the reason for that, I mean, there's things out there, but they just weren't interesting and they didn't seem factual. And I think the reason for that is because it's largely misused. And so with that, I'd ask our politicians, those of you who are listening to this podcast, to dig deeper into the things that we're talking about, to look into them so that you can understand them better. In 15 minutes here, I can't give you a complete explanation and definition on everything, but I can at least give you my opinion. And my opinion is, uh, 
When it comes to quid pro quo, we need to quit using it if we're going to misuse it. When it comes to bribery, we need to quit using it if, if we're going to misuse it. When it comes to contracts, we need to understand what a real contract means. Because if we're going to mix up bribery, quid pro quo, and con contractual obligations and the law regarding those things, we need to understand the differences and the, the way we carry on our conversations so that we don't end up with a thing like we have with President Trump right now or something that seems very innocent is made out to be something very nefarious. And with that, I'm going to close this podcast and say thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to you about quid pro quo, give you my opinion on the use and misuse of these things, and ask you to look these things up for yourself so that you can make an intelligent uh, decision on your voting and that you can understand what you're actually talking about. Take care, have a good day, do good things today, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.